Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hello, and warm welcome to all those joining us for Let Love podcast with the Sisters of Life. This is Sister On You Stay. And this is Sister Veritas, Sister Marie Veritas with a cold. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yet we're so glad to be with you. It's such a joy. My goodness. Um, wow. So here we are again, Sister. I know. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. It is. Um, I wonder, can I tell you one of my favorite jokes? Sure. <laughs> so, really been, it's been coming to mind, but I haven't had anyone to tell it to. I'm, I'd be thrilled to listen. <laughs> well, I was wondering, um, Sister, who's the richest woman in the Bible? Um, Esther? It's a good guess. It's a good guess. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, Blessed Mother? You know, she... I probably... Yes. But in this case, it's actually the Pharaoh's daughter. Oh, my. Yes, because she went to the banks of the Nile, and she pulled out a little profit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh, you don't sound so good, sister. Uh, you know, I think I probably sound worse than I actually am getting over a cold, but it's all okay. You know, it stirs up memories of being sick as a kid. I think we all have those memories. Uh, but I was number seven of eight, so it was super tough uh, to put it past mom to stay home. Um, but on rare occasion, and then you do, right? You get mom's oh. special toast with the butter yeah. melted in in a magical way, and then and then the jam on top. Yeah. She cut it in half. It tasted um, miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. miracle just for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch cartoons and hmm. you had sleep a good on mom. the couch. You had a good mom. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but, you know, I was thinking, I was like, gosh, what is it about that? It's like we, we like to feel special. I was like, you know, why don't we why don't we just live like that all the time? Okay. Like, why don't we just stay anchored in that truth hmm. that I am special hmm. and not because I'm sick? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, it yeah. sounds that that connects well uh, here with what we're going to be talking about today. Look at that. Right. Letting love <laughs> anchor you. Yeah. Which I'm excited for. I need an anchor. Yeah, um, we all do. I think we're all looking for anchors, and I want to. I can't wait to dive in. Should we kick it off with a little prayer? Sounds great. Amen. You or me, sister? Maybe I'll. Maybe. What if I pray just in case I lose my voice by the end of this? It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord, we praise you and thank you for your goodness, your blessings, your mercy to us. We ask you, Jesus, to pour upon us your spirit, your light, your truth. Help us to be anchored in your love, Jesus. Help us to receive your love. Help us to receive the truth of who we are and to rest in that, to live out of that. We ask that you speak your word to us right now. Give us the freedom of heart to receive you. We ask our blessed mother and all the holy angels and saints to be with us as we pray. Hail Mary. Full of grace, grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray, pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Wow. Gosh, so Sister Veritas, how do we let love anchor us in life? Hold us, keep us, but anchor us. Well, you know what, what came to my mind? And again, please don't be alarmed. I'm really better than I sound. I just want to say that. <laughs> so don't be alarmed for me. Um, what came to my mind actually was another story from my mm. childhood. Um, it was when I was about two or three, maybe three, two and a half. And my dad was at home. I had a stay-at-home dad. It was fabulous. <laughs> and he was at home with me and my little baby sister. And he got terribly ill. Mm-hmm. violently sick and he couldn't move wow. he actually he was like paralyzed he couldn't move Whoa. and it was really scary um and he knew he needed help but the phone was back in those days when there weren't cell phones <laughs> in pockets i'm not that old but you know there was no cell phones in pockets so he asked me he said can you go down to the basement and get the portable phone and bring it up to me hmm. And I, I was scared of the basement. It was dark, hmm. stairs. I didn't like it. I didn't know what boogeymen were down there. <laughs> but in that moment, I had this courage oh, to, wow. like, okay, Dad. And I walked down the stairs into the dark basement. I couldn't reach the, the light switch because hmm. I was so little. Wow. But I knew that because my dad asked me, I could do it. And nothing was going to hurt me. Wow. And I got the phone and brought it up to him. And he was able to call my mom and get help. And it all worked out. But it was like this powerful moment of... Hmm. I knew I was loved by my father and I knew he asked me to do something and I knew I could do it because of his love and because he had asked. Wow. And that kind of, that struck me when I was thinking about your your question, but what it is to have love anchor us. Wow. Just one illustration. I'm sure you think so of others. Powerful. Well, even as you're speaking, sister, what comes to, comes to my mind um, is they did a beautiful movie called Pelé mm. um, about this soccer player um, and he turns out an uh, incredible soccer player from Brazil. And Brazil has actually named him an, a national treasure wow. to that extent. Um, and throughout the movie, some of the most powerful scenes, because, again, he grew up in a very poor area of Brazil, um, and kind of that, you know, coming from, coming from poverty and disadvantage, being able to, through being true to himself, through being true to his identity, um, was able to rise and find the strength uh, to, I mean, I think he played his first um, World Cup game when he was 16. I think he, he uh, set a record in that way, youngest player ever, and went on to win more and really bring the, the pride of Brazil to um, restore it. Um, but the poignant moments and the turning points of that, that story, and, and as they depicted it in the movie, were precisely those moments, moments where he had either failed or thought he was failing or was struggling, and in those moments looked to his father who was standing at the sidelines, looked to see the eyes of a supportive fatherly coaching figure, and in that moment returning to the heart of who he was, uh, returning to his identity, returning to the fact that he was loved, that he was a beloved son, and, and you see him rise um in and through that strength um and i think it is it's it's one of the greatest sources of strength that we have um which also um i don't know saints the saints reveal this to us as well 
Very powerfully. I don't know if you have any any favorites. You know, actually, one that that comes to mind right now is um, Blessed Jose Sanchez, hmm. who was one of the great. Uh, is still blessed, but hopefully soon a saint. Um, one of the great heroes of the um, the turbulent time in the twenties in Mexico, when there was a lot of mm-hmm. persecution mm-hmm. of Catholics, and he was a fourteen-year-old boy, and he was captured by the uh, the enemy, and not to be too graphic, but I think they, they cut off the soles of his feet wow. and made him walk Gosh. about a mile. And they had they had dug out a grave for him. And on the edge of the grave, they, they basically, you know, tormented him and mocked him and, and said, de- like, deny the faith, like, encourage him to deny the faith at gunpoint, you know. And this 14-year-old boy, 14, you know, he stretched out his arms and he was like, Viva Cristo Rey, you know, long live Christ the King. Wow. And they shot him, um, shot him into his grave, you know. But this... Which is again, it is graphic. It's it's violent wow. to think of, wow. but like this, he so knew who he was. Wow. He so was anchored in the love of God and His faith and the the truth of His faith, the truth of who He was that He was not going to let anybody tell Him otherwise. Gosh. I mean, what a testimony! Blessed Sanchez, pray for us. You know that is outrageous. It's amazing. It's so powerful, sister. So what does it mean? You think in a nutshell to let love anchor us? I think, I mean, this is my best stab at it. Mm-hmm. I think it's anchoring ourselves in the truth of who we are, mm. you know, in our identity in God. Mm. You know, Bam. what he says about us, anchoring ourselves in that. Right there. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Well, it, you know, here I think, okay, how, right? And where do we begin with that? Because I think, I think we're at the heart right there. Um, and if we do if we back it up a little bit, um, looking at the big picture, because it's consistent from the beginning to the end uh, for each of us, the reality that, uh, yeah, we're loved, we're beloved, and it's possible to live from that place. Um, and what a difference it makes when we do. Yeah. Um, but it makes me think, actually, of going all the way back to Genesis. Again, I think sometimes... Whenever I'm lost in life, I'm like, you know what? Let's just go back to the beginning. <laughs> That's where, um, uh, again, we can get some really important cues. And just looking at creation, you know, um, I love it. Looking at mm. the glory of the stars. Um, you know, the same God who, you know, set the stars on their courses, who formed the Rocky Mountains, who um, colored and designed thousands and thousands of different types of flowers that same God created you mm-hmm. the same God created me um, and that's astounding to think about right or to think about like none of us chose to exist right we weren't consulted we didn't um, apply um, to live <laughs> right um, we weren't and then we were um, and that when we when we became um, we became in a very particular way. Um, we were made in the image and likeness of God himself. And that in itself has guarantees. You know, before I do anything, before I, um, I don't know, even move my little pinky finger, um, I know that in God I have a sacred dignity. I have an incredible worth. I have purpose. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I is, in a sense, and this just flows from my isness, um, from my being, um, from the fact that I was born from the heart of love himself, 
it's a it's a it's amazing and it's true it's true um it's astounding and i don't think we think about it enough because mm-hmm. if you really think about it it's like what gosh what <laughs> it's amazing mm. Mm. the fact the gift simply in our being to be to be you know it reminds me i was reading this fabulous article mm. <coughs> on business insider which i don't Ooh. normally read actually wow. <laughs> in fact you know not being in business world at all really it's religious <laughs> it's a different business right different business different economy, economy of grace <laughs> wow but I, I was recommended this article in business insider and it was um documenting this this scientist dr ali benazir hmm. who had calculated the statistical chances of you existing So taking into account like your parents meeting, all the biological realities, everything. And he calculated that the statistical chances of you existing are one over 10 raised to the power of 2,685,000. I know. How do you even remember that? Because it it was so burned into my (laughs) brain. (laughs) It was, but he also gave a fabulous example of what, like just to illustrate the craziness of that, he said, imagine in, in all the oceans of the world, there was one turtle. <laughs> and you threw a life preserver somewhere into one of the oceans. The chances of you existing are the same as if that one turtle swam and stuck its head up the middle of a life preserver on one try. Okay. <laughs> That's so fabulous. Isn't it fabulous? But basically, like, there's no chance of you existing. None. It's like you are not an accident. Wow. You are not as a result of chance. You are intentional. You are intentionally here. Wow. You're chosen. Wow. So if you ever forget that, think of Genesis and think of the turtle. In the life <laughs> <preserver>. <laughs> well, and, and even in that, it's like, think about why. Think about why. Like, why is the reason that you're here? Why you is? Um, uh, and that actually brings me to another story. Um uh, it's one that during um, Pope Francis's visit to the United States, um, he commented offhand at, at one point that a child had asked him um, simply, and just had asked him, you know, why, what was God doing before the creation of the world? And this kind of set the, the Pope back a bit. He's like, huh. And he, he stepped back and thought about it. And he replied to this child, you know, before God created the world, God loved, you know, that he was loving in a sense. Um, and I, again, it brings us back to the why. The why am I here? It's mm-hmm. all about love. Mm-hmm. Um, that love dreamed me into life. Love speaks most truly to who I am. Um, it's, in a sense, I'm established in this essential identity um, that I am and that I am gift actually it's a fundamental truth of being of a christian outlook and uh, and kind of a underpinning of our faith we are a gift of love to be given to be received um uh, no one will ever love like we can love again the way that you can love sister it'll never be seen by this world again um or, or each and every person it's it's incredibly fabulous um kind of like an irreducible core um i'm gift um, um and it's uh it's i mean you can even look at scripture right 
in Isaiah, uh, we hear the Lord telling us, you're precious in my eyes and honored, Mm -hmm. and I love you. You know, and all of this before we do anything. Um, I don't have to prove anything. This is all before any of that. Isn't that astounding? It's astounding. Um, I I love resting in it, Mm -hmm. and I find that my whole... My whole life gets better mm-hmm. when I tap into this reality, when I um, you know, take time to pray um, or actually just to be with mm-hmm. others. Um, you know, we kind of tap into this. Mm-hmm. We can return to our, our deeper sense about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like returning to our, our true identity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because the world is so noisy. It's so different than everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. But when you speak, it's like, oh, yeah. It's wow. like this breath of remembrance. Whoa. That's who I am. Yeah. That's what I'm made for. Mm. And like to take that time, like you're saying, to rest, to remember that, mm-hmm. to anchor ourselves in that truth. Mm. Yeah. Well, even it makes me think of a of an experience I had. I was um, visiting my twin sister, and she has um, four children, one on the way, but um, two uh, beautiful little girls, uh, three and five. And per usual, you know, the house was totally chaotic. The kids are running <laughs> around um, and uh, pressure's on. You got to think fast. And um, my sister was just looking at me like, do something, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what did I do? I took my two little nieces um, and we went and we bought some really beautifully decorated cookies. And then I brought them home and I'm like, okay, girls. Um, we are going to have a cookie picnic. <laughs> and and their eyes got wide, and this was suddenly very exciting, and they were deeply motivated um, uh, because we had, to, we had to go to the picnic before we could eat the cookies, and I think that probably was the primary source. But um, So we packed, we made, took a little basket, um, you know, took some colored napkins, um, <laughs> put some cans of soda in there, and these really beautiful cookies, like little flowers and... and and there we took off. I had um, holding hands, and we walked <laughs> <laughs> the great long distance of about, you know, I don't know, 400 meters to the <laughs> to the duck pond. And we we walked around the duck pond, sat down on a bench, and uh, laid these little napkins over our laps. And it was, I just have to, oh, it was magical what happened. Um, sat down. It's like the quiet that entered into all of our hearts. And these little these little girls are three and five. And here I am, the calm that descended and, and filled our hearts and our senses. Um, the freedom to kind of connect and, and just be and smile and simply notice little things about the ducks and the sky and the clouds. Um, it was so powerful um, and, and a deep rest. Um, uh, there's no distraction. Um, we were just being. And it, what a delight it was to be. Um, and far after the cookies were gone, which is what impressed me, um, that that was the motivation. But something else caught us and held us and anchored us in that moment. And, um, yeah, it was very special. But just the power of being, so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you do have to take time and get creative. I don't know if... Uh, if that taps into anything for you, sister. Um, I love that, sister. It's just such a great image hmm. of resting. I'm not trying to prove anything. Hmm. 
not trying to produce anything, just being together mm. and it's enough and enjoying it like reality. It's like living in the moment, the present moment. Yeah. Like it's so powerful just that image. Like I as you're speaking, I'm like, huh? I want to do that. <laughs> well, number one, I want nieces, and then and then I want to be able to do that with them at the duck pond. I also want a duck pond. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. just beautiful. Yes, yeah, but even makes me think. Like, I mean, just to give a little example too, but like, even like the power of eating together, mm-hmm. like resting in each other's presence, mm-hmm. taking that time to just be just with be. each other. You know, mm-hmm. it's like how I don't know. Do we do that? Mm. You know, like as as families, whoever's listening, like just to ask, like, do we do that? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I just, it's just such a compelling and delightful image. Well, even I was hearing some young adults were telling me that there's a new game. I, again, I don't, I, but um, apparently the, the game is um, when people go out to eat, these young adults or families, the challenge is um, putting your phone away or I guess flipped over on the table and, um, if anyone checks their phone, they have to pay for dinner. Oh, that's wonderful. Isn't that kind of fun? <laughs> so it's, it's like a way of challenging each other. Or I know couples, married couples, who they turn their phone off during dinner time. And they, they really make that time that's mm. intentional. Um, and it, it does. It draws us into a deep, the deep goodness mm-hmm. of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's so important, and yet I think today uh, you kind of have to work for it a little bit. It's not kind of given to you or um, kind of a natural overflow of the day. Um, you know, the, the, the current and the pace of the culture is fast, yeah. and, and being intentional about eddying out um, yeah. uh, is important. Yeah. And, and having that rest, because even, I mean, I just hear stories about People scrolling at night on their phones, mm. just scrolling Facebook pages after Facebook page, you know? And it's like, there's never that kind of rest. It's mm. like, it's okay to be. It's okay to be. I just want to give you permission right now, everyone, anyone who's listening. It's okay to be. It's okay to be. You, you don't have to keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. Pressure's off, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. we can be. Take a moment to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, and we need it. We really need it. Um, and I think even if you if you kind of step back and say, gosh, what are things that bring me life? Mm-hmm. What are things that kind of draw me back to the eternal perspective, mm-hmm. um, to, the, to the reality that life is good? You know, I think about, man, when I hike a mountain, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel so alive up there. I remember last time I went hiking, it was so powerful. And I was just sitting on top of a mountain. And... Um, it's powerful the difference it makes. Um, it's the little things. Yeah. You know? Like if you like to sketch, you know, picking mm-hmm. up a pencil, sketching. Mm-hmm. Like to read, mm-hmm. like read something that gives you life. Yeah. Sing us, like you'd like to play music, sing, play music. Yeah. For the sake of doing it. For the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, not to be the next whoever. Just, just to do it. <laughs> just to do it. I don't have any current cultural references, so I can't say it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but just to. Just, tough. just to do it for the sake of doing it and mm-hmm. and to allow that beauty mm-hmm. to to remind you mm-hmm. who you are and whose you are mm-hmm. yeah drawing into a new space yeah but even it might be it might be worth kind of unpacking a little bit um i think being real with the fact that there are a lot of threats to in a sense letting love anchor me mm-hmm. um 
And I mean, I think we see this on every level of our lives. And I think to be humbly real with that, you know, that to be real, um, our church, it's, it's going through some storms right now, sailing through um, some, some stormy seas, um, you know, in our family, you know, no doubt um, there's different sufferings here and there, different things that our family is carrying, uh, different sorrows that touch and afflict our hearts. Um, or even if we pull into the radius of our own lives, um, the burdens we carry, um, the, the stuff we're struggling to overcome, um, the distractions, mm-hmm. uh, the, I don't know, there's, there's so much that kind of can push you around. And mm-hmm. I think often if I think about it, you know, if I think of my life as a, as a hurricane, it seems, stay with me, um, <laughs> You know, if you look at a hurricane, there's these huge um, turns of storms. Um, at the center of that storm, though, they call it the eye of the storm. It's quiet. There is no storm in the very center. And and it is. It's like we can live in those outer rings of the storm. And I think this is where the challenge is, how do I stay and pull back, um, stay anchored in love? How do I pull into the center of that storm? Um and be able to move from that place in, in, yeah, reconciling and allowing God and love to bring life to the different places um, of sorrow or distraction or burden that, that I might be carrying. Um, uh, Aaron, do you have a thought to that, sister? How do yeah. I choose that? I think, yeah, I think that's a good, yeah, how, how do we choose that? And I think that's an important point to make, actually, because mm. when you think of an anchor, it's like you're, you know, not that I've had extensive, <laughs> you know, experience with ships, but boating you know, experience, boating, you know, mostly rubber dinghies. But <laughs> I do know that when you anchor something, like you're throwing it out, yeah. and it's you're submerging it in the the, the ocean floor, or the lake floor, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's solid and you're it's submerged, and it's intentionally being being thrown. so being thrown and sunken, and you're choosing to put it there, so that you can. St- be rooted to that and so you're not going to drift around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I think there's a real choice in that mm-hmm. you know and the only way you can be unanchored you know unless there's an earthquake or something you know that shifts to the floor of the ocean or wherever you you anchor mm-hmm. is if you choose to mm-hmm. if you choose to you know pull up that anchor and I think like you're mentioning too there's a lot of things that can disturb our peace mm-hmm. disturb our yeah our world our relationships it's like the storm is tossing us every which way but it's like are we will we choose to remain anchored in the choice we've made you know in in christ's love Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. for my family for the church Mm -hmm. his promise well i choose to remain anchored in his promise that he will not leave us orphan Mm -hmm. you know if i choose that the storm can can batter me about as much as it wants but i i'm gonna stay rooted Mm -hmm. um where i've where I know is true, mm-hmm. but if mm. I get if I get distracted or thrown about or, or stop trusting or start being afraid, and I choose and I choose to pull up that anchor, mm. well, I don't know where I'm going to end up, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. So there is a real choice in in choosing to remain anchored or not. Gosh, I love it. Well, it reminds me of another image. You want to work with another metaphor? Yes, I don't know. I love metaphors. Yeah, this is terrible. Um, <laughs> But, um, okay, Lord of the Rings. Okay. 
Second but. second movie. Again, I'm not a movie guru, <laughs> but it seems I'm thinking a lot in movie images <laughs> these days. But um, Helm's Deep. Okay. Big battle. Um, and I go back to this again and again, and even as you're speaking, it's like, um, how do I stay in the fortress of God's love? Okay. And we just, we talked about that. We brought that to life. Um, it's real. God's love for me is real. And God is loving me at every single moment. Um, and he's holding me in existence. Um, how do I stay anchored in that fortress? And in a sense, the temptation is to, um, gosh, when you have people, let's say these, you know, the orcs or you know, the, the powers, the enemy's powers here are, um, attacking this fortress I think in my own life if I look at it the temptation is to say oh I hear some noise outside the walls let me go check that thing out I'm gonna go quiet those guys down um I'll go I'm gonna go take this battle on and then I go out and I and I I I lose (laughs) yes it's a very nice way to put it yes (laughs) I get beat on um in a sense what I've learned um, in a sense, interiorly and spiritually and just in life. It's like, how do I bring that? So let's just say um, there's a particular sorrow in my life um, that's burdening my heart. Rather than going out and outside of the walls, I anchor myself in the love within that fortress, and then I bring that in, and I say, hey, Jesus, what does your love have to say to this? Mm. And in a sense, there I'm anchored and I'm strong and I am with the Lord, and I can then bring all my stuff to Him, to to uh, to love, yeah. to bring life to, to touch and transform. Um, just another image, but um, I th- I hope, um, in a sense, uh, resonant to what you're saying, sister. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It is so powerful. Oh, I love it. I, I love that image. It's just, it's. It's very um, vivid, mm-hmm. the image of that. But, like, yeah, staying in the fortress, staying anchored, mm-hmm. choosing to remain so. Even mm-hmm. when it's, even when I don't know the end, you know, or I don't, I mean, we know the end, Jesus wins. But, like, even when I don't know exactly how it all it's going to pan out, to trust, it's like staying anchored in that, mm. you know. Trust the process. Well, it reminds me um, of a great saint. Mm. Tell me more. Saint Mary Magdalene. Mm. Um Again, let's just think about it. Because I think, too, we can get discouraged. We can think, oh, man, um, you know, like St. Mary Magdalene. She had seven demons, Scripture tells us. It, what that would mean, that's she was completely, seven means complete. She was completely gone. Um, again, what that, what that means, uh, what we can infer is that, yeah, uh, she was suffering a lot and great darkness. And yet... She has become, she was the apostle to the apostles. She was, um, after Our Lady, the first to see our risen Lord. Um, she has taken on, I feel, a new edge in this time. And I don't know, and it's, well, I do know. <laughs> um, it strikes me, she chose this anger mm-hmm. um, in a powerful way. Um, I don't know. It's, it kind of blows me away, sister. What do you see in her? What do I, you... Everything you, you're saying resonates, you know? Mm. And, like, the fact that she... Yeah, she was possessed by seven demons. She met Christ. He freed her. He healed her. And she never left his side. Oh. You know, it's like, 
even to the foot of the cross, when she looked at him bloody and mangled on the cross, and all you know, all the other disciples except for John had had fled, and she could have at that moment said, "This is crazy. Mm. Who am I following? This guy who's you know like a common criminal, crucified." She could have just, you know, pulled up her anchor right then and out of there. Took off. But she knew the one. Hmm. She knew the one whom she loved and who loved her, you know. She knew. She knew her God, Hmm. you know. And it's like she knew she would not leave. And she didn't. Amen. And she really didn't. I mean, after the crucifixion, the tomb, she didn't even leave the tomb. It was, a, you know, the angel had to help her out a bit, you know. But, like, to me, she's, she's... like a tenacious, um, tenaciously anchored mm. in, in who, um, kind of like we talked about before, but who Christ revealed her to be mm. and who she is, who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, as you're saying, but what a powerful image for our times when we, when we f- can feel so easily adrift by the current of the world telling us who we are, who we think we should be, how we should identify ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. how we feel, whatever. It's like, well, no, I'm going to identify myself in, in what he says about me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to anchor myself in that. You know, I've encountered him. Isn't that powerful? I've encountered him. It's, well, and it strikes me too, sister, it's so powerful that it's precisely when we're confronted with the cross mm-hmm. in our own lives that we need to, to make that choice. Um, and look what St. Mary Magdalene staying anchored in love. She trusted the process. She, she clinged to that cross as it, and walked through it. You know, I, I love the guarantees in the Christian life. For every passion and death, there's a resurrection. Mm-hmm. If we stay anchored, mm-hmm. um, choose to abide mm-hmm. in love, um, despite the scandal of it, despite, I'm sure, I mean, everyone, John, Mary, St. Mary Magdalene, it's like... Um, choosing to cling to that cross um to cling to christ mm-hmm. um, to stay anchored in his promises it's uh it, it's real it gets really real. real when you're confronted uh, yeah. with the cross in your life and trusting him mm. trusting him when he's on the cross mm. that's yeah that's powerful well and even as we're talking it's like what what word the living word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we find there that that speaks this word to us to hold on to? And I do. I think um, John's gospel in the first chapter, we can find a, a beautiful word. Uh, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. Without him was not anything made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Um, again, this passage in Scripture uh, is a beautiful place to waste a lot of time, a lot of beautiful time with the Lord. But in a sense, this word, this eternal yes of God spoken to us, um, Everything, all life, has flowed forth from Christ. And that includes you and me. And this is, in my reality here, as I'm sitting here, this is huge. This is absolutely huge. Um, The Word is Jesus Christ. 
the word um, is Prince of Peace, is Wonder Counselor, is Redeemer. Um, this is the source of life backing us up. This is who we have behind us. This is who we have within us. This is who, um, who has gone before us, um, who is constantly seeking at every moment to, to love us and to draw us home to that love. Um, you know, he's built this bridge back to the Father's heart. Love is our anchor. Mm -hmm. It's our anchor. And we can throw that thing overboard and let it hold us mm -hmm. in and through every storm, in and through every question mark, in and through every twist and turn that life can find us. Um, and in holding onto that anchor, we stay true to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we come forth into new life. It's powerful. And again, St. Mary Magdalene, I think, illustrates it in a, in a way that is absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that, sister. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. Like, just the anchored in the word. The word. Who tells us who we are, who tells us who he is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another just point I'm thinking about, too, is because it's so distracting and so noisy in the world, we need to feed ourselves to be anchored in, but to feed ourselves with a constant diet of of the word hmm. of truth you know hmm. because we're there's a lot of poison honestly coming at us and it's like to, to remain anchored um, it's helpful um, to keep to keep letting the truth speak over us hmm. to keep you know reading scripture praying reading the teachings of the church you know um, just to stay anchored in that um, and, and, and who he is, who we are. Well, in other ways, so it's, I hear you saying ways to strengthen ourselves. Um, and how do we do that? And I hear prayer mm -hmm. as an essential first stop. You know, even, even if it's just a little bit of prayer. Mm -hmm. I think we can get overwhelmed thinking, oh my gosh, what's this going to demand of me? Eh, no, you know, what, a couple minutes a day mm -hmm. um, just to eddy out. Um, take a deep breath, a miracle minute. I know we've mentioned that before. Um, and I think, too, this, this concept, um, I know as, as a community we talk about a lot, um, but being overdoing. Mm -hmm. um, and again, being actually gives, gives rise to a deeply fruitful life. Yeah. Um, and it might seem a contradiction, uh, but I think as, as sisters we've found um, the more that we live in this love, uh, actually the greater fruitfulness we see. Um, the more that God can, we give God, who is the great doer. I mean, look what he did with creation. I think he did a darn good job. He did. Let's let him do it again <laughs> in our lives. Um, but this concept of, of being overdoing. Um, and it doesn't mean that we turn into couch potatoes, but it actually means it's not time off, it's time into mm -hmm. these deeper truths. Um, you know, and, and how do we, how do we, we've mentioned a lot of these, you know, being with each other, yeah. um, prayer, um, taking time to watch a sunset yeah. um, and let it bring you and lift you mm -hmm. uh, to its, its source, mm -hmm. you know, the great divine artist. Um, listening to the stars, what do they have to say? Um, they always fill my heart with in incredible hope. I'm always delighted and surprised again <laughs> and again at that. Watching snowfall. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that it there's this there's this I can't even say the saint's name. It's uh Saint Porphyrios. Oh him. Yeah, yeah no, I, <laughs> I'm just teasing. It's the <laughs> most random it's actually the most random thing. But he said whoever wants to become a Christian must first become a poet. Wow. In wow. a sense, right? And Cardinal Newman, uh, yeah. recently beatified, um, he spoke with Christians, a poetical view of things is a duty, mm-hmm. is what he said. He said, we are bid to color all things with hues of faith, to see a divine meaning in every event. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it gives us new eyes to see a God who is truly in all things. Um, and even in, in, even in the tough places, um, letting him bring this light as the word of God we read. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, asking that light to come into our darkness mm-hmm. with courage and with trust, mm-hmm. um, with invincible hope that we have in him. Um, and it's actually amazing because the anchor is a symbol of hope, hmm. you know. Isn't that? Look at that. I think I think we've rested on, uh, yeah, yeah, a good a good symbol. It is a good sign. It's really beautiful. Wow, wow. Yeah, and and you know, and also just saying anchored in Him, it gives us a peace mm. that the world cannot take away. Mm. You know, just to quote another obscure saint, um, <laughs> Saint Seraphim, who I know nothing about except he has a great name, Saint Seraphim. He said, "A a soul at peace." will save a thousand souls. Wow. You know, a soul at peace will save a thousand souls. When we're anchored, the top of the waves might be all crazy and turbulent, but when you go into the depth of the ocean, it's peace, wow. it's stillness. Wow. And so to, to stay there. It is so powerful, sister. You know? It yeah. is so powerful. And even, like you were saying, give them all our broken pieces, give them to the cross, you know, go to confession. Hmm. Let him restore you. Mm-hmm. You know, give him the peace that your soul desires. Mm-hmm. If there's that sin you haven't confessed forever, or habitual sin, whatever. Give it to him. Yeah. Give it to him. Yeah. And let him let him anchor you mm-hmm. in the truth of who you are and who he is. Oh. Let him let him give you back his peace. You know. Beautiful stuff, sister. Amen. Beautiful. I wonder um, before we go. You have any thoughts? You know, I think I need one minute. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts first? <laughs> wow. I think um, I think my word, or the word that comes to my heart is courage. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, for me, for, um, you know, others, whether uh, friends I have, um, my own family, I, I know it takes courage, actually, to slow down. Um, courage to be, um, courage to step back and trust. Trust that as we do um, something even greater, this greater life that we long for, the more that we long for, the love that we long for, the peace that we long for, he waits, um, he stands over us and waits to give himself to us. And it is in kind of being, stepping back, that we create a space for him to be able to come into. So I think um, small acts of courage, mm-hmm. um, maybe one small act of courage a day, um, just uh, yeah, drawing yourself into this posture of 
of being so that uh, you can more freely find this anchor of love uh, that that love holds out to us. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just to, to piggyback on that idea, I just want to encourage you, anyone who's listening, this is like a little kind of homework, sort of, but to look up, I think it's on YouTube, to look up Morton Lauridson's Ooh. Omega. Oh. It's called, it's Latin. You're killing me. I know, I know. It's I like, listened to it today, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's so good. But okay, so it's by Morton Lauridson. It's called O Magnum Mysterium. Uh, uh, o Magnum Mysterium. It's gorgeous. And I just encourage you to find it. There's many different recordings of it. Press play and just sit mm. and let it wash over you. And then repeat as necessary, as it would say in a medical bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but but really, I, I it's your medicine. It's really it's it is powerful. I encourage you to do that. I think it would help. It helps anchor me when I hear it. So wow, yeah, wow, beautiful sister. But it's it's been such a delight, delight. to be with you. And you know, I might have been healed you sound, more. You sound great. Thanks. I think my healing has has uh, is is moving along great, <laughs> and I just want to say thank you. Um, but maybe we can close with a prayer. Let's close with a prayer, yeah. sister. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Jesus, we just ask that you draw us into your sacred heart, uh, into the depths of peace to be found there. To the depths of calm that you seek to draw us into. And we just ask, uh, Jesus, that you anchor us and that uh, the grace for us to give you permission to anchor us in the depths of your love for us. Um, we turn over to you all those things um, that draw us away, uh, that we might be afraid to give you. Uh, that our hearts desire most um, to know your touch of love. And we give those to you now, Jesus. And we ask you to provide for us there and speak to us there. A word, your living word of life and light and of love. Blessed Mother, be a mother to us now and pray for us as we say Hail Mary. Full of, of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Grace, pray for us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Well, God bless you, sister. God bless you, sister. God bless everyone with us, and can't wait till next time. No more prayers for you. See you next time. Amen. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.